Good afternoon, I'm Mabali Moloi, and I've got my partner in crime back. Aha, Astasia. You were away in Greece last week. <laughs> I was, I was, and uh, you know, I, I, mentioned... I was quite bitter that I missed the show, really. Aww. I haven't even been able to download it. Can't but, bring myself to do that. But how could you miss us when you were on the beautiful island? Right, I was visiting my parents who yeah. live on the beach in Greece on Samos Island, delivering my daughter who goes for a month every year. And, and you were just there for the week. I was just there for the week. And it was, I'd like to point out that it was a working holiday with a different view because oh, I so kept I mean, on emailing everyone. I think they thought that I'd be gone and like sort of they'd be free of me. But meanwhile, there I was emailing, emailing. So you're still chained to your laptop and your emails. You've it's just got a very dreadful. scenic view I did instead I did of have the a office view. view that you used and to. I have to say that the joys of the like sound of the sea is very positive see I mentioned this morning when Gareth was asking me about our show this afternoon and I said I live vicariously through you Aspasia because you travel all over the world and you do it so often it and I'm so terrible I've terrible. never been We're to Greece no it's cause not people terrible appalling like sort of <laughs> FOMO <laughs> it's the life and you know if we can do it vicariously through you then I think that we all should so you had a good time in Greece, but now you're back. I'm back, I'm back. And today is the opening of the Joburg Art Fair, which is the craziest, craziest, most social party you've ever been to. I don't think anyone looks at the art at all. They just arrive, they drink, they air kiss. But specifically, we thought we should interview the winner of the F&B Art Prize. Well, that's a good place to start because I've never been to the Joburg Art Fair and you're telling me that it's this magical place to go to. And we've got Portia Zvavahera. Zvavahera on the line. Is that how we say it, Portia? Yes, Zvavahera. Oh, oh Lord. Okay, we had it we completely wrong. wrong. Portia, where are you from? Where is your native homeland, if I may ask? From Zimbabwe. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. And in fact, she lives in Harare. Yes. Okay, so Portia, congratulations. Just, just remind me again what it is that you won because... Sorry? She won the F&B Art Prize. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what what exactly does that entail? In fact, she's been winning a lot of prizes because I've done some like research on her. Okay. And mm-hmm. you won a major prize last year too, in 2013. Yes. What was that? The Tolman Award. The Tolman Award. Yeah. You are clearly like an incredibly talented artist. I've been looking at your paintings. You are a painter. You are a painter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Portia, I've never been to the Joburg Art Fair. I, I, I know this might make, make me sound like I'm uncultured, but I mean... You would if, never sound like that. For somebody <laughs> who's never been and you were trying to explain to them what it's about, what the vibe is like, I, just briefly tell me what the Joburg Art Fair is, is all about. What will I see? What will I experience? Um, it's, um, it's like an, uh, a Binali for Africa, mm-hmm. where like um, all... Um, countries from um, from Africa come together to showcase their artworks um, in different countries. And like, different galleries. Yeah, so basically yeah, so. all the galleries yeah. from many, many states yeah. in Africa, but in also Africa, yeah. primarily, I mean, it started with a, a big South African focus, but it's grown over the years. Yes. And it's, um, but, but Portia, you will have a special exhibition, won't you? Yes, I just had the solo exhibition at the Stevenson Gallery. And, 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 and what types of art uh, will we experience there? I mean, you're a painter, but I imagine that there's a whole variety, the sculptors, the, 
everything. Uh, You've got everything going there. It's a a showcase, but it's also like a buying showcase. So that's what happens at the Joburg Art Fair. You can actually buy do I, need to have, do I need to have a lot of money? Because, you know, art is pricey. <laughs> we, can't, uh, uh, we can't ask Portia that. <laughs> you okay. know, she's the artist, and I hope she's not starving anymore <laughs> as a result of uh, winning the several prizes. But, Portia, what inspires you? Because your paintings are incredibly beautiful and quite emotional, I find. Um, basically, I, I, I'm inspired by my life and my dreams. So it's um, kind of an emotional thing. It's um, it's a platform where I can release my feelings over a painting. Rather than writing, I can do a painting. So to me, it's like writing a diary of my life. And is there something? And they they truly are very very moving when you see these paintings. And I can understand completely why you won the prize this year. I'm dying to buy one of your paintings, but I'm going to have to restrain myself. Wow. (laughs) Given the joys of um, international travel that I've just experienced Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) and the exchange rate, which is dreadful. But is there any kind of like significant kind of political message in your paintings at all? No, no politics in them. It's all about my life, my experiences. I love that. Yeah. I so it's that. it's not like the famous painting we had of our president and his um <laughs> his member. <laughs> it's nothing like that. Yeah. Yours is about your personal experience and it's it's just a reflection of your life essentially. Yes. Yes. Is there an artist in the that that really inspires you? Um it's um Egon Shell and uh Gustav Klimt. Ah, beautiful. So, yeah. Portia, when does the um when does the Joburg Art Fair begin, and where where can we go to see it? Uh, in it's in Santon. The Santon Convention Center. Yes. Okay, and it starts on the twenty second, which is tomorrow, or has it started no, today they, already? No, tonight is the big opening. Today. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, and opening today about around six thirty. And anybody and everybody who's interested can just rock up there. No, 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 no. no. Tonight is by invitation. Oh, well, excuse me. But you no. can buy a ticket. <laughs> but you can buy a ticket to the yeah. art fair from yeah. tomorrow for the whole weekend. Today, yeah, it's um, like starting today up to the 23rd. Fantastic. All right, well, Portia. Well, I hope to meet yeah. you on your stand at Con- the Stevenson Gallery. Yes. Congratulations on your prize yet again, and uh, good luck for the rest of the, the upcoming weekend with the Joburg Art Fair. Thank you so much. Thank you, Portia. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Yeah, you know, I really need to start going to these things. Because Bali. No, you know what? The time has come. You know, in the <laughs> movies, the people who go to these art fairs are always so, like, sophisticated and cultured. And I just look at myself and I'm like, oh. <laughs> but I, I see that What's-His-Name is also a great fan of the contemporary art. Um, is this now? The, the new husband of Miss Kardashian. Oh, the the great Kanye West. Indeed. Who, who would call himself an artist. Himself. Yes. But he, he, he would refer to himself as an artist. And has he not just recently said that like, if he like sort of did, I don't know, X, Y, and Z, whatever, spat on a piece of paper and sold it as art, it would be... Oh. He we, oft, oft says that oh, sort of so thing. Oh, so the world would be in gratitude to receive... To, Kanye West exactly. spit, in other words. <laughs> I don't think he said spit. I mean, I, I, I stand corrected. But he did say something. Well, I wouldn't, put it, that. I wouldn't put anything that outrageous past him because, let's face it, he does make some dramatic statements.
But um, we've got an interesting lineup coming up this afternoon because, you know, we did touch on art with the Joburg Art Fair opening tonight and then happening throughout the weekend. But winter is coming to an end. I am so delighted. The intimations of spring are upon us. Now, you're not the only one who's delighted because I have heard a couple of guys saying, oh, yes, yeah, spring, summer, less clothing on the girls. <laughs> <laughs> but besides that, the women will be keeping an eye on trends, which mm-hmm. is always this big deal because for some reason we feel like we need to, you know, we need to be in on what's happening so that we don't get left behind. And Ahead this is of the, the thing, curve, this so is the thing with trends. In several ways. More ways than one, we want to be ahead of the curve, which explains why we have a particular lineup of guests. Well, this is true. So to start off with, we've got Kelly Fung, who is the fashion and beauty editor at Marie Claire magazine. Hi. Now, Kelly, when it comes to trends, you need to know exactly what you're talking about. Otherwise, you're not doing your job properly. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So what off the top of your head is like the first trend that I need to be aware of as somebody who might not be paying attention or maybe somebody who needs some guidance? The one trend, well, I have you know, in our September issue, we have a whole Bible of trends, 20 to be exact, that you're going to need to be aware of and and following. Um, One of which, of course, we're going pastels, we're going floral, we're going sports lugs. And is this for and all we're going shades? ugly shoe. An ugly shoe. What does that mean? I need to call in our fashion director <laughs> here, Sharon Becker. Okay, Sharon Becker. Sharon what? Becker, this is your nemesis, isn't what is, it? What is ugly shoe? I don't even know what you guys are talking about here. I'm, I'm personally not a fan of the ugly shoe. but Who is? Who I is? am. Kelly Fung is the fan of the I ugly shoe. I will is. fight for the ugly shoe to its death. Okay, so first explain shoe. to me what the ugly shoe is. It's a Birkenstock. <laughs> or, or something that looks that looks very similar. It looks almost orthopedic. Oh dear! As there a, is, as there a is the rise of an orthopedic shoe. I think it comes from the whole normcore exactly. thing that's going on. Explain, so, explain so, to my belly what normcore yeah, is. Yeah, you're gonna have to like start with the basics. Okay, so with this me. isn't that. This is a huge change right now. But Sharon is not impressed. <laughs> um, it's the whole going back to, um. Pieces of clothing or items in your wardrobe that are that, that a normal everyday person would wear. So it is it's it's almost a resistance to the outlandish fashion. fashion that we see in fa- anti fashion. It it's is anti fashion, but it's a, a fashion. In it's basically, I read a brilliant uh, quote about it that said it was like sort of dressing like Jerry Seinfeld. Okay, so are people <laughs> deliberately trying to look bad? In, in what you're talking about. It's not about. necessarily bad. It's not bad. It's just this anti- Is it comfortable? It's comfortable. <laughs> it's functional. It's, it's And it's wearable. ugly. It's an ugly shoe, though. I mean, and you have to wear it with a sock. So basically, you kind German. of look like German a German tourist. tourist. Yeah. But I mean, socks in summer and spring. Who? I mean, that doesn't sound it's like a, a... It's definitely a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. Okay. And then we've also got Petra Larangio joining us this afternoon. Now, Petra, you are an image specialist. Correct. Hi. Which is different to a stylist how? Um, well, pretty much I have worked as a stylist for many years as well. But the difference for me is as an image specialist, I work with, you know, the everyday woman. Um, so we're not working with models, um, which is obviously a lot easier to dress sometimes because it's the standard sample sizes. So I work with the everyday real person, people. with real people. <laughs> okay. Um, if you want to join in on the conversation, message us straight to WeChat on the Cliff Central official account 
or you can call us on 0861-555-189. Ladies, I'm just going to throw a whole bunch of questions out there, and then whenever you want to jump in, feel free to do so, because, you know, I feel like there are a lot of us out there who are kind of stumbling through, and we don't necessarily know what we're doing when we pick out a certain item of clothing. You know, you see it on Kate Moss, and you think, yes, that would look great. And then you put it on and it doesn't look great. And part of the reason for that is what? Like you need to understand your body type, right, Petra? Yeah, that's absolutely the thing is, I mean, trends have got such a big place um, in the, well, in the world. Um, but obviously that's the key dif- uh, differentiating is knowing what suits your body type. And I think that's where people get it wrong. And so, is it just so your times. body type or your personality? Because yeah. for me, fashion is about personality. When you get dressed in the morning, you're like putting on like a sort of, your game face. Your game face. Exactly. So surely part of it is just a knowledge of self in a way. So what we try to do at Marie Claire is like, okay, we'll give you the big trends and we'll interpret them for you as well in a fashion story. But what we're trying to say is you are an independent woman with a powerful personality who needs to understand and know herself. So don't be driven by the trends. Resist by all means the like hideous Birkenstock, if you must. <laughs> or embrace it if or you Or embrace must. it if you really truly feel that it is terribly lovely. Hey, the hipsters made a whole thing about, you know, their whole style of clothing. I mean, a lot of people like to make fun of hipsters, but they've made it work for them, and it's, an, it's, a, it's a trend now. Yesterday I was reading about mipsters. Have you heard about those? No, 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 no. I can't, I can't keep up. Muslim hipsters. So there's a whole, like, sort of, they have huge followings all over Instagram where... They, they show you how to basically be a Muslim hipster. So we're like within the like constraints of the hijab and the veil and various other things. How are you going to like sort of bust out your personal mood and groove? You're a mipster. I thought it was quite wonderful. I think that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, but that's the personality coming out, which is, you know, everyone's got to define their own personal style. I love that. I just want to go back to what are the key trends so that people actually do know what is happening. And then we can discuss whether how you interpret them with Petra. Well, I mean, Kelly mentioned 20 and that already like makes me like almost crazy because I'm thinking, oh, oh, what, how many items of clothing am I supposed to buy now for my cupboard if I have to, you know, encompass all 20 trends? I think the days of following one skirt length are definitely over. It's almost a... There's a whole lot of different moods to the season and, and you would interpret your own. But the sports the sportswear trend has actually been one of the biggest for us. That reminds me of Sporty Spice and that was back in the 90s already. The 90s so that's coming are back. back. The 90s are back in more ways oh. than one. Yeah. Very scary. The printed T-shirt, for example, with the slogan. 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 Slogan, slogan printed T-shirt. Another way to express yourself. Uh, wait, are you talking about those T-shirts with the message on them? Mm. Oh, you see, I've seen a lot of those going around. So that's definitely coming back. That's definitely back. That's a big trend for the season. Okay, now... The backpack the, oh. is the handbag of the season. Stop it. Even Seriously. Chanel produced one. Chanel produced the backpack of the season. Yes. Uh, an entire backpack. This, no, this would, fact, that this is would, the shape of the bag is, of the season. It's the backpack. Yes. So would this also be appropriate for like a night out with your cocktail dress on? That doesn't make sense in my mind. <laughs> is this for day wear then? And, no, and, and they've, they've and, definitely and produced them in luxe yeah. materials. Hmm. So I've seen them in like little um, guilty chainy kind of effects. And Some of our fashion seems to be very functional at the moment. 
and Snormkull. <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> so Kelly's, <laughs> Kelly's little word of so, today. So from what you guys have told me, I need to avoid the ugly shoe, which is the kind of shoe that resembles Kelly's is embrace. 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 Okay. So it's it's really it's it's what you decide. I think yeah, it's an expression of who you are. But Sharon, you are dead against ugly shoes. So what kind of shoe should I be looking out for this spring or summer? Is it still the strappy sandal with the different there's a designs? Lot of, there's a lot of perspex in terms of accessories. Um, and white is also a big trend. So, I mean, that also comes with its whole load of issues on who wears the white shoe past Labor Day. <laughs> mm. um, but the heel, architectural, sculptural, the heel will, will never go, will never go away. But definitely the heel has changed. So I think what we found is that people are coming off, um, what I like to call prostitute heels. And <laughs> wait a minute. Are those the, are those the clear heels? Are those the really, really, really yeah, high yeah, clear as, heels? As things were getting higher and higher and higher. higher um, fortunately, the, the they're Kim coming Kardashian down. Heel. So are okay, we, are maybe we, that's a bit less. Uh, uh, okay, so are we bringing the heel back down? Now, this is good news for me because I always struggle in a pair of heels. And I think it's just because I haven't been buying comfortable shoes. Because, you know, I'm like that girl at the club who, who survives in her heels for two hours. And then by the time she's going home, she's got her heels in her hand, which is such a dreadful sight. <laughs> But are you, you telling me that the heel is actually coming back down to the ground and it's not as high? It is. It is. And I think we'll see like a continuation of those blocky heels. And 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 as Kelly said, you know, if you really want to just look hip to the moment, you can just wear your Birkenstock to the club. And everyone will think that you're wonderful. Look now, at her. <laughs> a norm core hipster. Mipster. Now, Petra, as an image specialist. A nipster. I, I maybe, I call on your services and I tell you that I love these really, 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 really high heels and you know that they're not the in thing this season. So then you tell me what. I mean, do you kind of direct people to what they should be wearing or do you just let what their preferences are be the guiding factor in that whole equation? I think what Aspasia said earlier about it's definitely going to be um, in line with your personality is absolutely huge. So it's never about getting someone to dress top to toe in in a trend, just to embrace it for the sake of you know a trend. So it's definitely a a personal thing as well. Um, I mean, for example, I'm very vertically impaired, and my husband is six foot three, and so <laughs> you know I've got to still live in a hill. But more often than not, I'm in flats as well. I'm in flat boots or something. Yeah. Um, but there, you know, for me, because I've got a bit of a split personality when it comes to um to style, depending on the day, depending on the mood. So I definitely say to everyone, embrace what makes them happy. But often, more often than not, it's about defining their personal style. Because so many people don't have a style; they're just you know, pick up what's in the fashion magazine and they try to put it together and then they never feel confident in it. So I think key is helping them define what their personal style is um, and then working around that with the trends, with the basics, etc. And how do you guide them or steer them clear of like bad <laughs> style? Um, I get quite bossy and I put my heel down, well, my proverbial heel down, <laughs> um, but I do. I mean, I'll, I'll fight them for things. Um, a lot of the time we'll find people that, you know, have been holding on to clothing since, you know, for the last 20 years when they maybe were a size Me. six or a size Me. eight. Me I can't toss anything. Certainly not shoes and certainly not South no. African designers. <laughs> We hold, look. I think everyone's going to hold on to, you know, I do completely. So it's for me, it's never about chucking everything out ever. Um, but I think it's just 
falling in line with, look, does something actually look good on you? Do you feel confident in it? Because mm-hmm. ultimately, you know, you can put a designer outfit on, but if you're not feeling confident, you know, it's completely pointless. Then the dress is wearing you, which is a dreadful thing. Yes, absolutely. And you can see it in a person's confidence and their personalities, the way they stand, the way they speak. So now, essentially you're in the business of trying to build confidence. confidence. That's it. Amen to that. Sister. Now, Kelly, let me ask you, because, you know, you get some people who can just pull anything off. And it's right. not because they're shaped like mannequins. It's also because they have a certain, like, swagger about them. I think of Rihanna, for example. Swag. Swag. <laughs> you know, there's there are very few things that look bad on Rihanna because there's just that attitude that right. she brings into her attire that convinces you that, you know what, I make this look good. And is is that what it's more about? Is it more about bringing yourself into the outfit? Or is it really, I mean, being shaped like a mannequin is, uh, we're not all it's fortunate. <laughs> we're not all fortunate to look like that. No, of course. I mean, Rihanna does have a killer body. Yeah. Um, but like I said, like I mean, like Aspasia said, and Petra, is personality plays a huge role. I mean, it's how you wear your outfits that essentially is, is the base of it all. I think if you look at people like Kim Kardashian, she's definitely no mannequin. Yeah. But she rocks those bodycon dresses just because that's who she is. This is true. Um, and, I mean, she's got all those curves. I mean, She's you, got she, a lot of curves. Well, yeah. she is, in fact. I mean, we do keep on returning to her, but, <laughs> which worries me. Is this a, some kind of, like, international phenomenon that we all want to talk about Kim Kardashian all the time? But here's the thing. She has created space for the booty, and that is fantastic. And it, she wears the sort of dress that people imagined oh, you would you usually know. avoid if yeah, you had, if that, you had kind of that kind of body exactly. and said here it is like it don't like it this is my shape and I embrace it which brings me to to this question Petra she is not dressing in the conventional sense of dressing for your shape because people would say to her you know what you must do Kim is wear like a nipped in waist and you know draw attention away from your hips and she has broken those conventions, which brings me to the question, are there any real fashion rules? I think if, like you, you mentioned the word embrace there. So if you can 100% commit to your style, to your personal style, you can pull it off, like we were saying with Rihanna as well. Um, so if you can completely embrace that. For what I'm doing with, you know, the real woman, the average person, is helping them figure it out. Because that's what we find. Unless you have that level of confidence, you have such a strong sense of your personal style that's where, you know, sometimes they need a little bit of help in guiding them. Well, you know, does this actually look good on me? Doesn't it? So it's addressing those kind of questions. And once they get more confident in it, we always see them moving on. And that's when they start taking risks and they start exploring it and they start owning their look. So, for example, you know, where Kim embraces her curves and she's not afraid to, you know, flaunt them for all intents and purposes. I've, I've, I've always wanted to ask this question. When it comes to tight tight dresses first of all i want to get from each one of you what tight dresses like what's the word that pops in your mind when when you see a tight dress thanks <laughs> that's the only word that pops into my head that's the only word that counts and now you can buy them at luminance exactly. yeah. no because <laughs> the original spank because apparently there's a fine line between you know a tight dress that's way too small for you and then a tight dress that fits you just right which could be the difference between dare I say, slutty and sexy. sexy. But where's that line? How do I draw that line? 
As long as nothing's bulging out, <laughs> I say. <laughs> like is my that poop line. isn't popping out, or like you can't see the folds in my stomach. Is is yeah. is that where the line is? I also think you gotta look at shape. I mean, if you're going really tight, maybe you make you make sure your dress is slightly below the knee. Or it has covered or, up sleeves. Yeah, or, or you know, you've got to balance. You've got to balance mm. it. I, think I it's agree where too because much I think skin. yeah, people don't show boobs Everything. Yeah. and legs. And ass. And ass. Because you're giving it all away. Yeah, because I mean, the, the dress is almost like a second layer of skin on top right. of you, which means that they can basically see your body. Mm-hmm. So why then let everything else hang out? Is that what I'm getting from this? I think it's choosing a body part, perhaps, as opposed to, like, to you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as opposed to pretty much standing there and they can see exactly what's going on. Okay. Because you're showing all bits and of skin. And Yes. And, unless you're Rihanna, Rihanna and you have the perfect body. And you're winning the prize yeah. at the CDFA or yes, whatever it was. Then you can go naked. Then she just basically <laughs> went naked. Yeah. Now, a lot of, yeah. this is another trend that I think we haven't touched on, but there's a lot of sheer, a lot of netting mesh. happening. Mesh. mesh. You're actually wearing. You're very spring summer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I made the cut. You're so fashion. <laughs> so fashion forward. Okay, so sheer netting. But there that's is a lot of playfulness back. happening. And that's, I think, what I feel that we need to accentuate for people is that they're quite often, they're so scared of fashion. And actually, fashion is fun. And as women, we have a much greater palette and capacity to play mm. and have, have fun than men. And we should enjoy it. That is the one thing that we've got. And and I I was reading a blog the other day that fashion is about feminism because even though, you know, people will often say, mm, you know, if you're interested in fashion, you're frivolous. And in fact, you know, you have the right to be interested in fashion and own it as a woman. Let's talk about age. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Uh, let's talk about age appropriateness because this is another thing that, you know. Mutton. The mutton question. Well, I mean, you know, they say that with what you're wearing, it's also got to be age appropriate, which implies that, you know, if you're a Kendall or Kylie, Kylie mm. Jenner, you can wear pretty much anything you want. But if you're a Sandra Bullock, you've got to be careful because you're at a certain age is that the truth? I mean, I mean, does that make sense? I mean, for me, I don't, I don't really believe in age appropriate. Okay. I believe in what suits what suits you and what, and I mean, yeah, absolutely. So you think that a Sandra Bullock would be able to pull off a pair of short shorts just as well as like a Kylie Jenner? Absolutely. Because Sandra Bullock does look amazing. And she's yeah. got incredible legs. Then so yeah, I saw then those definitely. legs on Gravity <laughs> when she came landing down from space. And hopped out on the beach. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my word. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> what um, is that? That is like a bionic body. She's like, she can wear what she likes. She's like Jennifer Lopez. She just got better with age. But Petra, w- would you would you agree with that? Is that that ho- whole age-appropriate thing is, is not really such a huge factor? I think definitely the, especially the Hollywood A-list celebrities have knocked that completely out of the park years ago. So like you're saying with Sandra Bullock and, you know, whereas back in the day, if I think when I was younger, you know, anyone that was above 40 – you know, heaven help them if they were wearing something that wasn't age appropriate in inverted mm-hmm. commas. Where now I think that we're taking a lot more risks and it's definitely what Sharon was saying was if you embrace who you are, um and of course I mean that you know, if you've you got um your skin's going saggy and you've got maybe a lot of cellulite and you've lost all this weight and your skin's not toned and if you're gonna wear short shorts, 
you're probably not going to feel as comfortable and it's maybe something that you should, you know, throw away or hand them down or something. Yeah, and you're probably not going to look as good, exactly. to be frank. That's it. But can we talk a bit about age-appropriate dressing down, like down the line, like 12-year-olds dressing like… Oh, like grown up, like grown like up women. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, that's a And problem. the trend to sort of try and like sort of sexualize the tweens who are 10 and they want to dress like sort of Rihanna. Mm. Is no, that appropriate? Is, 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 mean, is, is, is that the mother's that's fault? Worse. Is that the mother's fault or is she just caving into what her daughter wants? I think it's also the clothes that they might be selling to them in the stores. Mm. The stores, the entire, there's like a kind of nefarious cycle of definitely sexualizing younger and younger people. I don't know if you saw that thing where they were showing how the toys and the dolls, so dolls that existed in the 70s, um, like My Little Pony, and even My Little Pony has been kind of weirdly sexualized Mm. and turned into like, now it's like got long flowing locks (laughs) and little rosebud lips Uh that are eminently kissable. Like there are sexual cues coming through on children's toys that were never there before and so just comparing the toys um is quite shocking then you realize that there is like a sort of strange nefarious plot to make children dress which which i imagine get children who are lambs dress as mutton (laughs) and that is that is bad i think which i imagine much worse than you know yeah but getting your groove on when you 85 yeah (laughs) But I imagine this makes it extra difficult on the mothers of these daughters because, you know, they think, well, that's what I want to look like. I want to look like, you know, Rihanna or Miley Cyrus in their skimpy outfits because that's what's cool. But, you know, is it appropriate? No. We love advanced style, for example. Have you seen that blog, which has now become a book? Yeah. He was actually, he's actually been in South Africa. Yes, just recently at Fashion Week recently. Tell me in about Cape it. Town. He he is a he photographs only older women, but senior citizen older women. Yes, who have formidable style. So he was living in New York and happened, I think, his mother or his yes, aunt or some somebody. Gang of them. There was a gang, a gaggle. What is the appropriate terminology for a, gaggle a group? Of grannies. A gaggle of grannies. <laughs> exactly. Who were all um, incredibly stylish, which is not hard to do in New York. But this is actually the message that I think we've all been trying to impart. The joy of these women is that they have such chutzpah, such delight in fashion and dressing up, and they look spectacular. And they are wearing, like some of them just do look like the crazy bag lady. And some of them look <laughs> formidable. They have amazing style. Yeah. And But the point is that they're kind of, they're past worrying. They don't care. They actually don't care. And every morning is an adventure. They get dressed up to get dressed up. And when you see them looking like that, you are astounded. So advanced style is like quite something to have a little look who, at. Who is actually responsible for determining trends? Is it the fashion designer? Is it the industry? Is it the magazines, the fashion magazines? Is it just like a whole chain that just kind of falls down from one link to the next who who is responsible for convincing me that ugly shoes are in the season who who gets to make that decision Those ugly shoes have been coming at us for about four seasons i i really want to know the who? first people who did them was celine for example who did them with fur inside so it was like a take out of the birkenstock with added fur and that actually raised birkenstock stock 
So then that would the be the value of the company after yeah. the Celine collection. So then would that be the manufacturer or the designer well, behind the actual shoe? It's I mean, a process. I yeah. think it's a whole lot of things, yeah. especially today. I mean, there's pop culture, the, the celebrities, that, what, what they wear, um, editors, magazines, yes. bloggers. Unfortunately. And sometimes it's as simple as the fabric house. Well, exactly. And mm. it starts with the technology in, yeah. in terms of fabrication, and then the designers would go there. And from there, magazine editors would almost edit and filter out the trends and from that, it would go to to the reader. So then, you guys, as a magazine, because you also have an you have a say in what's trending, which is what ultimately ends up in your magazine, which we the readers get to see. How do you then edit all of this? Because I mean, you've got I mean, Kelly, you mentioned you've got twenty trends coming up in the next issue, but mm-hmm. I mean, do you have to select those twenty from like five hundred? <laughs> well, I think how, do, how does it work from the magazines? Well, perspective? we do. I mean, we see what's out there, and I think we also have to make it relevant for our South African reader. So something like fur may be huge overseas, internationally on the runways, but it won't work. It won't work here. Not even in our winter. Not even in our winter. Definitely <laughs> not. I mean, we hardly wore our proper winter coats, yeah. which is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. But uh, because, you know, they are terribly lovely. There's nothing nicer than a beautifully structured winter coat. So I'm always kind of sad about that. But here is the thing that is kind of the reason of going to Fashion Week. You go to Fashion Week so that you can determine what the trends are. That's what people are putting out there and how it works which they will tell you, Sharon and uh, Kelly, is that they sort of run up that you, you're actually photographing the looks that interest you and you will then edit them in your head and say, okay, this will work for this particular trend that we've also seen from international retailers. It's it's coming. For example, the art trend. There's a huge trend for next season, which five or six international designers all at once came up with. Everyone was doing it looks like painting. Like brush strokes. Brush strokes. They did portraits and yeah, brush strokes. We, I hope we're work. all wearing our art dresses to the art fair tonight. Brush strokes. <laughs> now <laughs> how difficult does it become when a bit of your own personality or your own likes and dislikes start to compete with what the actual trend is? Because Sharon, you have said that you hated the ugly shoe, but at the same time, the ugly shoe is a trend. So then for you, is it a case of, oh, well, it is what it is, and that's just it? Luckily for us, we have a lot of editorials and different shoots in our, in our magazine. So Kelly will cover the ugly shoe, <laughs> <laughs> and I will cover the architectural heel. Right. <laughs> and she's very clear about it. That's why she's the director. But... Um, I think that's also the difference between fashion and style. And I think that's sure. what we're trying to – I think the the aim is that you use fashion to enhance, enhance your, your personal style. And that's why I'm saying it's almost like a psychological process. You should know yourself. You should know, well, what am I? What kind of person am I? Am I a sweet, charming, romantic girl who, you know – like the fairy in the bottom of the garden, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, Identify or, or what is it that moves you. Then you will choose the stuff that it, you'll instantly gravitate towards the more the sheer and the, the ethereal, sheer, the ethereal and the, the florals. The more romantic trends. Yes, yeah. There's something for you there. Or am I sort of the corporate go-getter, alpha female with etc.? Then you'll go for the sports slacks because 
it's a great look. It's got like, you know, it's functional, functional, cool pants. It's got the go faster stripes. You'll put it on in the morning. You'll go out there. You'll clap them in the corporate world. So it's truly, it comes down to actually understanding yourself. And Petra, this is where you come in as an image specialist, as you work more with the style element. Yeah, I mean, for exactly that, I don't adopt every single trend that comes out because it's just not me. It doesn't make sense. And if I've got to try to pull it off, <laughs> I honestly think I'll look ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I won't feel confident in it at all. Mm. So I think my advice is you don't have to embrace absolutely every style or every trend rather, you know, take what works for you. Um, so yeah, it's definitely working with, you know, and sometimes it's about pushing my clients to reinvent themselves because they've been wearing the same thing for, you know, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. They've never changed their the image. The joy since. of that is that fortunately for them, it all comes back. So, <laughs> so I know now, it's, 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 it's on a re- if they it's, wait it's long on a rotation. Enough, that blue eyeliner is going to be exactly. so hip. It's yeah. already. Yeah, exactly. yeah. But now, That's what I'm saying. But now, Petra, if I have a whole bunch of clothes that have been hanging in my cupboard for the past three years, then surely I should, you know, give them away to somebody no. who needs not necessarily. I mean, if it's still, if it fits you really well, if the tailoring is great on it, um, if it's, you know, like I suppose you're saying, it's a combination of you've got, you've all, always have your classics, you know, like your classic white shirt, your classic whatever. So always hold on to those if they're in good quality, um, and they fit you really well. Um, and then there are pieces that are spectacular and are special and that will come back and that you absolutely love. So I'll never say, you know, boot everything that you've got and start afresh. It's not about starting afresh every single season. But they keep talking about editing. I keep hearing this word, (laughs) editing, 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 like you've got to cut things down. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like building, (laughs) building another storeroom. (laughs) A walk-in closet. Just (laughs) more space is always better. If you have something that's been hanging in your cupboard for the past three years, how do you keep it fresh? How do you keep it updated like, how do you then make it work with the new and the relevant? I think it's adding, it's building onto the wardrobe there. So, <laughs> you know, there you go. So it's taking, it's adding maybe accessories that are trendy right now or, you know, a jacket or changing the shoes that go with it or maybe the way that you're putting it together. Um, you know, because I always say that so many people have got their uniform that they wear. So it's pretty much that shirt always goes with those pants and those shoes and that jacket. So it's changing it up a bit. I mean, for me, the advice, that I would give. And you welcome to jump in any moment, girls. But my advice is have if you're gonna spend a lot of money on clothes, make sure that the they are classic clothes that will stand the test of time. So as Petra was saying, it is it is about looking, okay, let me get a really nice jacket. They're called investment pieces. Exactly. And there's a reason for that. And those things will last you well if you look after them, you know, because clothes are like relationships. If you take care of them. <laughs> and sometimes we have a better relationship with our clothes than we do with the exactly. men in our Exactly. And so just be nice to those clothes. Take them for some airing, you know, treat them well and they will be your friends. And then – that's the joy of it. Is in fact, yesterday we got the press ar- announcement that H and M, for example, is opening in the in the waterfront. B&M. How delightful is awesome. that? Now that is just the joy of cheap and chic. You can just pop into the H and M, pop into Zara, pop into any number Topshop. Uh, what else, ladies? There are so many stores that have like opened on our shores where you can basically just go wild with the new season trends. Buy one or two little things that will keep you fresh, that will, like, you know, pique your interest, delight you, 
for a moment and you won't feel bad about getting rid of them. It's about playing. We were mentioning earlier, it's definitely about playing. I think people become so safe and they forget to play and it becomes, you know, oh, I've got to get dressed today, so this is what I'm going to put on. And that's the thing with trends. And do you think it's because we are judgmental as women? Is that what's going but on? But of course we are. Of course we are. You see a girl walking down the street and her jeans are a little bit too tight on her and maybe she's a little bit, you know, a little bit thicker. Of course you're going to judge her, aren't so, you? So, so that's why fashion is a feminist issue. We need to like step away from judging our sisters and allow them to be free. <laughs> now, speaking of jeans, because it's, it, can either be, it can either be the bane of your existence or it can be like the most pleasant experience because shopping for jeans... Am I the only one who thinks shopping for jeans is an actual process? Like an anxiety mm. anymore. There's, Why not? Because there's so many new brands and fits and cuts that are available now that mm. it actually should be easy. But and not fun. everyone enjoys shopping and that's the thing. I have anxiety when I go into shopping for jeans. <laughs> no, because you know, you've got like you've got the bootleg and you've got the skinny jean and and then there's all these rules like you know, if you're trying the pair of jeans on and you sit down a little bit and the butt of your crack is showing, you should not be buying that pair of jeans. And Like, it's just a process. It is a process. What are the rules when buying jeans? The basics. Just just, just give me the basics. I think the butt is the most important. If your yeah. ass looks good in it, then, you know, you're set to go. <laughs> yeah. I'm quite pleased we've moved away from the muffin top jean. <laughs> We're actually quite loving the high-waisted mom mm. jean, mm. which is... It's actually incredibly in flattering. It's way, you know. Not on everyone, though. No, not on everyone. Well, not on who? Not on who, Kelly? I think those. <laughs> I think those with with more of a, a flat bum should try and stay away with it because it'll actually just flatten that out. Okay. Even more. So if um, you're more, if if you've if got you're more, if you're more curvy yeah, on the butt side. Yeah, if you side. have a bit of a, a bit of a shape. Now what what happens if you have like a bit of a tummy? Are, are mum jeans gonna? The high waist that actually keeps great. It in. Yeah. Oh, that's the whole point. It always, almost like joy. pulls everything together. What about shades of jeans? Because my rule has always been the darker the pair of jeans, the slimmer it's gonna make me look. I would have to agree with yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. But then does that mean that all oh, my jeans should be like a dark shade? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I think the rules with jeans have all gone out the window. As Kelly was saying, the joy of it is that you can really wear whatever jean you like. And what's so, comfortable. And what's comfortable yeah. and what suits you. And good so quality here, denim is always yeah. important. Yeah. Now I see also in the you know, in a lot of the magazines these days the these days the you know, the ripped jeans mm-hmm. are making a strong comeback. Mm-hmm. But sometimes these jeans are so ripped it's like you can see the entire thigh and the knee, and then like the shin. And I'm thinking, but then why are you wearing jeans? Like I can see the whole front of your For leg. air conditioning. <laughs> it's like an alternative to some shorts, really. <laughs> but I mean, um, that's, that's, that's make it, made a huge comeback, it is, isn't it? It is. It's huge. It's huge. Um, why? Because of the 90s? I think, yeah, it looks cool. It's a bit grungy. It's a bit of an edge to it. Um, I mean, you'll see like Cara Delevingne wearing a lot of that. Apparently, Lots of festival yeah. fashion. It's It's... A way to look cool. It's, and it's people an are very nostalgic jeans. for yeah. the nineties and yeah. the eighties, but more the nineties now. It's, I think, I think that's why Jerry Seinfeld. Era. That's why they want to dress like Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> I, it's I, nostalgia. I do not agree with Jerry Seinfeld's look. It's the high waisted mommy pants that he <laughs> the wore. The high waisted jean <laughs> yes. and the polo neck. How dare you? Know, you. The, the, the very um, like this very simple T-shirt. That, that's Jerry. Chinos. 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 Now, when it comes to your oh dear, personal oh your personal tastes, 
with regards to today's trends. Mm-hmm. Kelly, let's start with you. What are your favorites? Oh, oh, but first, before that, um, you know what's also no, come no, back? Don't talk crop tops. No. <laughs> I love a crop top. No, but that's... You hate a crop top. You know what? I love a crop top in certain, Instances. you know, in, in, in bits. I mean, you go to Opie Copy Festival and all you see these girls wearing these tight shorts with their butts sticking out in crop tops. Uh-huh. And I'm like, go put some clothes on. <laughs> Wear your mothers. <laughs> Tula Cindy's actually designed a very beautiful crop top because he's taken the skirt high in the waist yes, yes. and the crop top is slightly low. So it's a very small gap and I think that is a way more successful I totally, take on yeah, the I crop top. I agree with that. it this very week. Now, yeah, if, put if, down good money for that. Now, top. if I don't have washboard abs or a flat stomach, should I just avoid that whole crop top look? It would make sense to me to avoid it. Well, try to get your waistline higher so you can hide that part that you're not really comfortable with. Okay. So you've got that sort of little space. That space. That, that is small, a small space. That's a small, small smidgen of flesh. Mm. I think mm. what we've been saying today is less is more ladies, yeah, yeah. when it comes to flesh. Yes. Let, like the skanky dress. Just in reverse. Show a bit of flesh by all means, but not all of it. Sneak peek. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so Kelly, let's begin mm. with you. Your favorites in terms of the trends to look out for the spring and summer. Okay, well, I really, as we said, I love the ugly shoe. I think there's something very cool about it. And I, <laughs> I'm going to defend it, okay? I would be more convinced if you were wearing the ugly shoe today, but you're I not even wearing I will it. Come, I will come, I will visit She'll you with, again with the, with with the, the ugly, ugly shoe. shoe. Okay. But here's my, what will you not have? What will you definitely not embrace yeah. in any way? What will I not embrace? Well, I'm, I'm quite open to embracing a whole lot of, of everything. I think mm-hmm. that's what we said. We, we're going to have fun this season, summer, spring, warm weather. I'm, I'm happy to, I'm open-minded to embrace to embrace it all. Um, but I particularly like the sports lux trend. That's very me. Mm. Um, anything quite minimalist for me, actually. Clean lines, very simple shapes. I'm not into, I'm not into print as much as I would like to be. But, and florals, I'm not, that's not me, but it is a huge thing this season. And Sharon? I think for me, my favorite trends are tennis girl, which is all about little white dresses. Which I love for uh, for summer. In fact, we should describe what you're wearing today, which is uh, I'm wearing the winter version. <laughs> <laughs> of, uh, I'm say you describe it because you do a better job yeah, than I will. She's wearing a little vintage frock, a '60s number. Mm-hmm. With a, she's also got the whole um, sheer exposure happening on her arms because the sleeves are crocheted. Yes, and she's got the little lady-like effect of the prim because there's definitely 60s coming through mm. yeah, and like are you 60s. wearing leggings or stockings with that I, I i'm can't wearing remember. stockings and i'm wearing flats actually little mary jane mary jane pumps so you you're feeling that whole i'm loving tennis the 60s. girl look yeah yeah actually the 60s for winter but uh tennis girl for summer and i always love a bit of monochrome because i'm also a fan of the investment piece and when you're going black and white you can definitely invest in like the perfect white shirt and the perfect little white dress. And that's definitely where I'm going. We should say what Kelly's wearing so people know. Well, you do it. I okay. So but I feel like this is your little, territory. <laughs> a little tailored black jacket. A, um, a mock, is that really a slogan t-shirt? It, yes, it's, but it says Mark Jacobs. Okay. It's not Mark Jacobs. <laughs> so Mark it's a bit Jacobs. cheeky. Okay. And I'm wearing Anne-Marie Honeyball culottes. 
Anyway, the culotte the is the oh, new yes. pant shape. I heard this word the other day and culotte. it completely stumped my brain because, you know, if you're not in the know, then it's just very confusing. Just describe again what the culotte is. The culotte is like a sort of, it's, it's a, a skirt pant. Hmm. A crop trouser. So it's almost. <laughs> but it's quite A-line. It's, yeah. So it's incredibly flattering. So it I looks like think. a skirt, but it's actually pants. Yes. Okay. Um, Petra, your go-to style um, for this season? Definitely monochrome as well. I think it's just, I mean, that's for my lazy days when I just need to throw something on, I'm going to be busy. So that's, you know, that's the easy, lazy way. But also it's definitely having the investment pieces, that football that you've had for a long time. Um, so monochrome's a big one to, for me. And then also, um, you know, I'm also not the biggest print. Like when it comes to florals, I'll put it on and I just, it's not... It's just not me. So I just, I can't do it. I love it on other people, but yeah. I just can't embrace it. Um, and then having something with a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of sparkle, a little bit bedazzled, but in a bit more of like a punk rock way. Um, so yeah, that's kind of. And so Petra is wearing, I'm loving this. <laughs> this is stretching my descriptive skills. Petra is wearing <laughs> a lovely black shirt, but buttoned up to the neck. Can we still do that next season, girls? Yes. Yes, yes. And a pair of brilliant leather leggings, which um, are very – where did you get those? Um, Zara. These now, are Zara am I, I going to be able to wear leather this season? Is it going to get too hot for me, or is, should I just wear it anyway? Where's that thing with leather in the summer? Hey? <laughs> <laughs> it's the sweat factor. Wear it in your bag. Yeah, not, yeah. On, not on my, not on my body, not on my skin. Okay. You know, Jim Morrison did it so well, and I'm just still stuck in <laughs> seeing that, so I do love them. You know, just before we finish, we should say that we, we do have, you were saying, I always come with an entourage. Well, you do. But today we have um, young Andrea Teron. Say hello. Oh, she's shying away. Oh, come on. Oh, uh, Say hello quickly. You don't have to speak. Just hello. Say hello into the microphone. <laughs> closely, closely. Hello. Andrea, why are you here? Um, I'm job shadowing Kelly. And do you know why she's job shadowing? No. Kelly, explain. We we she won the prize. It's it was, another prize. It was a year ago, I think. Um, she's at Rodine School, and she won the fashion show that I was judging. And one of the prizes was that she would come and job shadow us at Marie Claire. Oh, that's fantastic. Does that mean that she designed something? She designed or? the most beautiful red dress. Um, well, congratulations. And, and the joy of the fashion show is that what they do is it's on a theme every year. So explain what the theme was. Um, the theme was retrospect. So, See, I wouldn't even know where to begin. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did a dress which was based on a military uniform, basically. So the top was red and it was made out of bits of like glass and... You know, all things that were red and then it had like a rope across, sort of ma- forming the shape of a military jacket, almost. Like epaulettes and things. Yeah. And then the skirt was just a white um, netting, which was... Are you studying fashion and design now? Is that going to be I'm your... actually in grade 11. Oh, so okay. I'm still at school. <laughs> all right. Well, is, 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 that, is, that, is that the direction that you want to go um, into? I want to, I'm thinking of going into fashion design, but I might study graphic design before okay. going into fashion design. 
And Andrea Tehran might be a name that we have to remember mm. a few years from <laughs> now. We have them young. <laughs> a few years from now, I might be hanging in my shop, and I'll be like, hey, I know this designer. <laughs> um, we have come to the end of our discussion. It's so, so sad. I know. You could talk about this all day. Fortunately, we have another slot next week <laughs> on Thursday. Late nice. one. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Kelly Fung, fashion and beauty editor at Marie Claire. Sharon Becker, fashion director at Marie Claire. Petra Lorenzo, image specialist. Um, Andrea Turon, thank you for joining us this afternoon. And of course, the Glamazon extraordinaire. <laughs> 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 uh, cliffcentral.com.